0: I'm Janine, this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join me, are actress-producer, Christina Zorich, and editor-story consultant, Lander Satterfield. And we're gonna talk about their documentary, The New Abolitionists, that's competing for top prize for the 16th Annual La Femme International Film Festival. Welcome.
1: Hi, thanks for having us.
0: You both must be so excited to be in this festival.
1: Oh, super excited. Stoked.
0: It's... <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. How, how long did it take you to complete the documentary?
1: I would say it's about five years soup to nuts, um, maybe pushing it six developmentally, but I would say five, yeah. And start... go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. No, it started, um, uh, probably, how do I best say this? It was a process coming to it as as the project that I wanted to really invest as my passion project. But once I really got educated, I just felt like I had no choice. I had to make the movie. Right. So, yeah. I was going to
0: ask what attracted you to this project? Why was this so important?
1: Um, well, I sold some property back in new york and had a chunk of change on me which i hadn't as a producer director i'd just done little stuff here and there in new york and la and and i was gonna be a, a producing a project that i would act in with my mom directing and i had a new york producer involved but I met this woman named Erica Grieve who runs Unlikely Heroes at a party in the Hollywood Hills around 2012, or maybe it was, I think it was 2012. Okay. And it changed my life. She told me about, started really explaining, um, breaking down human sex trafficking. And she had been a registered nurse and just changed her life and dedicated it to uh, this NGO, Unlikely Heroes, where she built homes for rescued women and children to kind of rehabilitate them from the incredible trauma they've experienced. And I just said to her, what can I do to help? How can I be a part of what you're doing? And uh, it took a few years to, till it got to the point where I kind of had the clarity and the wherewithal to realize that I needed to be more involved, but I had given her and sent to her other people that I knew were, um, Cinematographers, directors who could basically shoot uh, materials, footage of what she's doing, basically to help her fundraise, and everybody wanted money, which is very reasonable. But she did not have the money right. at that time to to put into marketing materials. So I um, I said to her at that time, you know, I hope at some point in the future I can help. And then a year or so progressed and I was supposed to do this other project I had just mentioned, and then just something changed in me. I just decided that this, at that point, I think around 2013, this whole issue of human sex trafficking, what it looked like, what it was, felt so much more mysterious and unclear to me. Things have evolved and changed in the last what has it been now? Well, five years right? where we have a little more clarity about what's going on, even though we still need much more. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just felt compelled that this was a more important story. And there you have it. That's what inspired me. Amazing. Uh, And tell me
0: about your roles in the film for both of you. Um, We'll start with you, Landon.
2: So I'm the editor, I would say the fine cut editor on the new abolitionists. really what that means is working directly with Christina a few days a week for the past three years off and on, I guess during seasons where we were uh, going between editing and sending it out to people for focus groups where Christina would get notes back and we would assess the notes and we would go through all the footage again and um, either clean things up or add things in that people felt like they needed from the film. And, um, I would see my role as a supporting role for Christina, um, trying to make sure that the vision that she had was coming across in the way that she wanted. That's and, great. Um, you know. I think
1: you did more than that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I think you had an objective view of what I was trying to do that I didn't have sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Certainly with the movie, you, you looked at the footage for the end of the movie and he said, oh, this is, we were struggling with the end of the movie. And he said, well, you shot this. This is the last footage you shot. And I went, he goes, well, maybe this is what you intended the end of the movie to be. And I thought, yes, that's probably what I intended to be. Right. But I totally credit him with the end of the movie, which I think is one of my favorite parts of the film, um, landing where we land in the film. And
2: that's, that's the where the story consultant role came into play. I think, or I guess where it started was with, it. was with helping kind of pull the ending together. And then by the end of it, we were both collaborating and writing and going back and forth and
1: mm-hmm.
0: um,
2: and it's, shaping
1: and reshaping. Yeah, shaping yeah. and
2: reshaping. And it's it's a very intense role. I mean, to be on a film this long, yes. you really have to have a good working relationship with it the is. director. You yeah. have to be friends. Yes. <laughs> you just you have to be willing to put to put up with each other. She right. has to be willing to put up with my over analyzing <laughs> and my sometimes either over or
0: But it's good you can admit that. Like some people, they're so defensive. They can't take feedback, you know.
2: Editors are very defensive. (laughs) We just are. And it takes a long time to grow out of those things, even to the degree that I thought I had, because before this, I was working for um, probably about 10 years before I even moved to LA. And when I moved to LA, I started working on the film with Christina. So Mm -hmm. this- job was the job that I got before I moved out here. Um Christina's really helped shape me as a creative Aww. even more so because she's an That's acting amazing. teacher, she's a producer, she's a director, she has experience in these things and she's willing to she has been willing to put up with me learning um to the degree that I have which is going to greatly prepare me for my future even more so. So
0: she's also been your mentor.
2: I would, yes, I would say so, yeah. incredibly helpful.
1: I think we've learned e- different things from each other and we bring different things to the table. Um, I think the one thing that really helped me in our process was having taught acting. Um, I think that I, I really trust the process a student goes through to work on a character or to grow past their issues. And it's the same kind of creative experience in a way working on the footage. Cause we would look at the same yeah. footage and come away and go okay i see this cut and he would say <laughs> he sees the opposite
2: two different things <laughs> completely, completely different. all the time right. every time
1: and so i would have to I, I, one lesson i've learned is as an acting teacher and i see this with really good directors as well and they call them director actors is they really want to see what the, the the student what comes out of them and not impose on them some idea right. and when that's what you're going to in terms of a creative process you, you're forcing yourself to humble yourself and say, okay, this is what I started thinking, but wait a minute, what's coming out of it? Maybe your idea is a better idea. Maybe there's an idea there, or there's a version of this that we have. That's like a cyborg. I used to call it cy- cyborg baby. baby version of what the two of us want to bring to the table. Cause yeah. he's always, his vision was always, more shaping and clarifying. And mine was always experiential. I wanna be honest to have an experience. So I need a little bit of what he brings to the table. And I think he said he's he's valued what I was bringing, so. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I would say within that are also, which Christina can talk more so to her role, but that when you're working with somebody this closely, that also becomes your role is to grow as a person. And so that's been, part of my job, <laughs> mm-hmm. oddly enough, you know what I mean?
0: That's a great thing. It is. Um, was it really hard emotionally to go to Southeast Asia? I can't even imagine when yeah, you Yeah, it was fortunate. First-
1: yeah, it was emotionally, the first year I was not rational. You know, I- 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 I've had some fr- really close friends who I trust to watch the film, ask them to watch the film, like in small focus groups to give us feedback. Yeah. And they're like, Christina, I can't do it. I can't watch it. It's, they have children. You know, but um, so I understand that deeply. Uh, but, I, but the process of making the movie, the need to understand how this was happening, why this was happening, why it wasn't being impeded enough, why it wasn't being uh, stopped enough, halted enough globally. It, it's not that the other upset and dis- disturbed that happened to me, you know, not just making the movie itself, but researching the movie having to watch other films about the subject matter, reading everything I could get my hands on in the subject matter. I mean, I would literally, I can't tell you how many times I'd throw something across the room and call someone up crying or infurious and irrational Mm -hmm. um, because that was part of the experience for me. Sure. Here's the
0: thing. I live in Orange County and there's sex trafficking all around Orange County and other places as well. So as, and I have kids and it's terrifying to think that somebody could approach my daughter, you know, meet somebody online, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it does go on and it is scary to watch. It is scary to see. It's very upsetting, but sometimes we need to educate ourselves.
1: Yeah. Well, it's one of the the top three major criminal industries globally. It's booming, you know? So one of the, um, uh, NGOs that we were, we had to kind of between my first trip and the second trip, we had to kind of really garner and make sure that the NGOs that we did include in the movie felt protected and honored so that they could continue doing their work. So, because they're, you know, it's very dangerous work. So one of them said to me something that just stuck with me. I said, well, how many prosecutions, you know, are actually, would you say statistically goes, oh, I would say about 1% in the region that we, you know, so- Uh I thought to myself, I mean, you know, certain figures, again, this is the thing that's also maddening. We were shooting a criminal industry that doesn't want to be shot. (laughs) And we're talking about a criminal industry that there are no hard, fast figures about because it's a criminal industry, it's hidden. So anyone who gives a completely hard, fast figure, you don't know there's other numbers there that are not being tracked. So you have to keep that in mind. so I think that that kind of um, an awareness around it and a sensitivity to the subject matter about where we all are growing in our awareness, where, it ne- where we all need to go globally mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, anti-trafficking work mm-hmm. is, is we're still all in that process. And the humility to see that, you know, as much as we're beginning to learn and know, there's a lot we don't still learn and know about, know, about the subject matter.
2: Right. Everyone
1: included, you know, people make their life, uh, you know,
2: fighting against it. Yeah.
1: Because it doesn't look the same in each country, the way it presents itself personality wise, if you, if you can look at it from that point of view is different in each country, depending on the culture, depending on the political system, depending on the history of that of that country. So that's another part of it. That's like kind of baffling and like, Well, how do we grapple with it here? What does it look like here, you know?
0: Right, because is it that it's accepted and people are aware of it in Southeast Asia and they just know,
1: oh, that's just a way of life? What is it? Well, I think when people see the movie, the movie kind of, initially when I started making the movie and started meeting all these people who had dedicated their lives to this work, I was told that Asia was the most trafficked region. And then there were other regions in the globe that were less. But, and so that's another reason why I was like, why is it the most trafficked? And one of the things, I think we come with, the, the audience will come away with answers when they see the film. The film really exhaustively kind of tries to get at the answer to that question. So I don't totally want to give it away. <laughs> but I, I do think that um, at that risk people groups are the category that you look at. Um, If if, if an individual or a family or group is at risk for some certain reason, that's where traffickers are able to get in there or where Mm -hmm. there is an opening for trafficking.
0: What else would you like people to know about the film without giving too much away? (laughs) What did you say? I'm sorry. What else would you like people to know about the film without giving too much away?
1: Um, What do you think, Landon? (laughs)
2: <laughs> I was put, I'm put on the spot um, Goodness there, Really there's so many things Without giving too much away um, I would say that It's It's worth watching um, And that it is uh, It's changed me Working on the film has changed me mm-hmm. I'm excited for how it's going to change others I think kind of sit back And watch how it's going to change you Um, would be the thing that I would say in in order to encourage people to see the film because I think they should Um, I feel like and this is something Christina said it's very bipartisan in its presentation Um, we were as fair and honest as we could be to everyone that's involved in the film at risk people groups um, and um, trying to to show the kind of compassion that these NGOs have for everyone that's involved that they come into contact with because they're, they're the ones that are on the ground talking to even like the Johns, the people that are, that are in the bars, that are in the brothels that are going to these places. And, um, you know, I think that, I don't know, I think.
1: Well, I can add here. Yeah. From my perspective. um, I've been radically changed by the process for myself in the sense that I, do not anymore believe in my role as a, you know, citizen of the globe as being, once you're made aware of something, I do believe that there is an essence of responsibility mm-hmm. to be engaged in yeah. radical, uh, what would be the correct, the the most <laughs> succinct word for it, uh addressing it. Yes. Uh, uh, Venturing towards healing it. And so I think that once that happened to me, even before I made the movie, I felt that responsibility. And I don't think it's, you don't have to, you can get involved in actively being an anti trafficking advocate. You can go to that measure, but. There are other steps along the way, and I hope that the film makes that clear for people where they can engage in this kind of issue on a more personal level and a more community kind of grounded level. Yeah. And I, I want the film to have that kind of sweeping effect on people um, because it had that kind of a sweeping effect on me. I think I, yes. I, I changed my perspective on how to vanquish problems. I, I just, not to be say, to say I got more confrontational, but I got more grounded and strong in realizing you can I really, I hate to, to put it this way, but any problem can get solved. It really can if you really want to solve it. Right. Enough with the apathy
0: and stop looking the other way. Let's solve this.
1: Yeah.
2: I think that the film, to bounce off what Christina said, something that I would like people to know is that it deals with everything in a very grounded way. It talks mm-hmm. about the reality of, of trafficking from a very grounded, non-sensational point of view. There's, there's a greater reality to everything than, I think, and more people are becoming more uh, aware of this issue, but it's um, the way the, the new abolitionist presents the problem is the reality of the problem. And I think that's harder to deal with but I think that it also makes it more practical for people to take action in a way that's gonna create lasting change. And um, that's one of the reasons why I'm excited for people to see the film.
0: It's amazing. And when is the film showing? I know the festival is online starting the 15th.
2: Yes, um, with the LA Film Festival, you can see the film on October 18th at 2 p.m. That's Pacific Standard Time. Um, of course, I would encourage everyone to to buy tickets to the whole LA Femme Festival event. La uh,
1: Femme, La Femme, La Femme, La Femme.
2: But our, our direct event uh, is cya.live event slash 4842. So okay. that's our, that's our uh, private screening party. If any
0: Fantastic. Visit. Well, congratulations. Uh, if people wanted to reach out to you in any way, uh, are you on social media?
2: Yes, we are on social media. Um, on Twitter, we, at, we are twitter.com slash capital N abolitionist. So okay. N abolitionist, that's singular. On Instagram, we are um, at the new abolitionist doc. Okay. Our website is...
1: www.thenewabolitionistdoc.com. Yeah. Perfect. And
2: Perfect. then Facebook, search the new abolitionist and you should find the film. Get Fantastic. Thank
0: you so much for producing this film. So essential, so important, really.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you. Absolutely.